Hello and welcome to the Distance Diaries podcast. Uh, thank you so much for listening. This is episode 16 now and we really appreciate uh, everyone for tuning in yet again. Uh, my name's Fraser and I'm from London. And my name's Natalia and I'm from Mexico City. So Fraser, have you done anything interesting this week? Yeah, so it's been a bit of a varied week for me. Uh, it started actually with the bank holiday uh, Monday. It feels like a while ago now. Um, yeah, it does but, Yeah, but it, but it was pretty nice. And I actually met a friend of mine, uh, Sam, who I think listens to the, the show, um, who's actually moving to Israel. So good luck to him. Good luck, that's Sam. Kind of, yeah, that's, that's a big, big moment for him. So we met up for some brunch in Richmond, which is really nice. Very, very civilised. Um, and I ended the week by actually going to France to kind of the, I think, sort of northwest, sort of more west than north of of France for a wedding. It was my cousin uh, David's wedding. So that was really nice. Beautiful weather, beautiful outdoor wedding. And it was kind of nice to see quite a few different family members i'm not sure if any of them listened to this but it was nice to to see them and mm. um yeah great to see um my cousin and um his partner now now wife are getting married so that was a really nice and, and varied week how about you i have not had nearly as varied a week i went to the cinema on one day and I also, the most interesting thing I did was probably I went with my friends to a jazz bar in Colonia cool. Juarez called Parker and Lennox. So that is really, really cool. It's really nice. It's quite chill. They've got great cocktails. So really, really enjoy that. That's probably the most interesting thing I did during the week. Nice. And... Have you been... I, I think you've you've maybe been catching up on some new uh, TV shows potentially this is basically my section <laughs> of this podcast i have the great british break of his back which fills me with joy because every time i finish that an episode of that show i'm so happy and if you like baking shows they're very popular now in on netflix the great british break of is just the best one there is none come close to the bake of in my eyes because you just love everyone of the contestants so much and it makes me so happy to watch it and i root for every single one of them so i love it so that's every is that every tuesday now? that's every tuesday yes i also again i'm going to mention a person i've mentioned many times again uh, i watched the jamila jamil channel 4 news it's a podcast i put it on youtube but it's a podcast and it's very very good she talks about what she always talks about which is sort of celebrity culture and how like her insight being a part of hollywood and all of that and how she never planned to really be a part of it and how she's now become not only a bit of a fashion icon but also a Hollywood actress and it's very very interesting to hear her thoughts on it and how because she never wanted to be a part of it she's not afraid to call out very specific people and things and she doesn't really mind if she doesn't get a job because of it so it's quite interesting okay of course I do but so many of the worst things in the world have happened motivated by greed and I just don't think that's an acceptable excuse anymore how much how much money do you need really how much money do you need how much money do 
does do any of these like huge influencers who are worth millions or billions sometimes, how much more, why are they still promoting appetite suppressant lollipops to young girls? And it's not a fight against obesity. They have young, already slim girls in their adverts for Flat Tummy Company, or Flat Tummy Co, whatever they're called now, this company that are absolutely everywhere and they're even being advertised in some of the most mainstream magazines, women's magazines, and they have a billboard in Times Square. Like, why are these people who are already millionaires, how much more money do these people need? What, like, they're... The money is built on the blood and tears of young women who believe in them, who follow them, who look up to them like the big sister they never had. It's just, it's so upsetting. It feels like such a betrayal against women. And I will not be a part of it. I, and I will not stop calling it out when I see it. Then I also watched Bridget Curtis again. <laughs> Sorry, I mentioned a lot of the same people. Bridget Curtis and Vanessa Kirby interview each other. You can find it on YouTube, I'll link it. And I loved it. It's such a nice insight into how director, actress or actor relationships work. And I thought it was a very cool interview where they both challenge each other and they both show that they're each afraid of each other. And Vanessa talks about the crown and Richard Curtis talks about starting out with Mr. Bean. And it's just such a great little cool. tidbit of an interview. So cool. yeah. where where can we find either of those? The Jamila Jamil interview, especially? The Jamila Jamil interview, you can find it on your podcast app. Uh, it's a Channel 4 News podcast. Oh, cool. Or you can find it on YouTube, which I will link on the episode notes. Cool. So you can find it there. What about you? You've been listening to some music? Yes. Um, I've been listening to, and again, I'm going to repeat myself, I've been listening to Laney, L-A-N-Y, the band, a lot. I'm a big fan. Just been going, I <laughs> just listened to their first album again and all their songs. Um, They're good. They're very good. And also wanted to mention uh, another artist, No Rome, released a track last week called Narcissist, um, which is a yeah, good alternative track. And he's now with the 1975. Yeah, 1975 featured on that track. Um, so yeah, yeah, definitely a fan of that. Um, also wanted to recommend a podcast that I've listened to for a while, and it's actually been going for quite a while. It's called The Pitch podcast and it is one for fans of i suppose business technology and new ideas i know we've got a few listeners who are kind of interested in in hmm. that in those areas so the format of it is effectively an entrepreneur normally normally a us-based entrepreneur um will pitch to a panel of investors real venture capital investors not like something like on the apprentice or on a reality tv show but like <laughs> real real but i think the tagline of it is real entrepreneurs pitch to real investors so it's it's got kind of a degree of authenticity um and it it, it tells the stories of quite well of of the investment pitch so yeah that that's one i wanted to recommend that i've listened to for for a long time and there's probably like 50 to 100 episodes that you can go back and listen to if there's a company that that sounds kind of interesting Cool, thanks. Also, uh, I just want to make a note that when The Apprentice comes back this autumn, me and Fraser are going to have to have like maybe a two-minute section of the podcast where we're going to discuss what happened. Yeah, unless we realise it sounds really boring and that no one, yeah. no one listening to this watches it. it so we'll have to see what the uh, most the people is watch like. it though. Yeah, I think in the UK we're a talking. Lot of people do. Yeah, we're talking UK Apprentice, not the <laughs> not the American one. No. 
No, definitely not. <laughs> We're talking Lord Sugar. <laughs> yes, Lord Lord Sugar. So, yes, so for the uh, the first topic this week, we were going, we were, were thinking, we were going, we were thinking of the, the question of why do young people seem to move jobs so much? And to start with, I actually had to check if this was true. So, yeah, um, because I, I wasn't sure it feels like it is the case. And I feel like pe- we, we uh, talk about that being the case. Um, the only kind of evidence I could really find was that um, in the US, you've got, just for an example, workers between uh, 55 and 64 had, on average, been in their jobs for 10.1 years, um, whereas workers aged 25, 34 um, was 2.8 years. So that's Mm. partly affected by the fact that those younger workers have been in the workforce less time, so they're definitely going to have a lower average tenure but there is i think the people who did the study said that it was also indicative of the fact that younger people that up to the age of 34 that's kind of the millennial like the upper ceiling of the millennial age they do tend to move more so um that was interesting and so we wanted to think about why that was yeah so i think there's a few variables on why i'm gonna say we i think we're on the lower bit of the of the millennials but we're still just millennials uh and it's not just millennials it's also the generation under generation x yeah i think that's what they're called yeah they're they're also probably gonna have the same tendency in in work and i think there's two things and we can discuss these but I think one is is the money. Money is sort of a big issue because younger people are sometimes being paid less, especially in countries like Mexico. Younger people are, are expected to be paid a lot less. So you move more because with the experience that you get in the first one, they'll pay you more in the second one. Whereas in the first one, they'll keep paying you the same. So it's sort of things like that. Yeah. And two, that we grew up with ideals that told us and they taught us that we could do whatever we wanted, we could do what we loved, we should do what we loved. If you don't do what you love, don't do it. Uh, work shouldn't feel like work. I'm, I know I grew up like that. I grew up thinking that I could do anything I wanted and that any job that made me happy would be good for me. So we are looking for that job. That's why we move so much. Yeah. So we were... We were basically, in summary, a generation that was told that we could do whatever made us happy, but we're also a generation that has inherited a housing crisis where we need a lot of money to get a flat yeah, or a house. Yeah, it's funny because, as you were saying that, a lot of the issues that affect young people are actually not just across um, sort of the UK, but also across countries. So in Mexico City, you have the same problems with... Um, young people not being able to get a house and that's weirdly Mm -hmm. the same in like a lot of places in the world it just feels like there's a lot of struggles for young people to get started sometimes so that's pretty interesting and for example I don't know what the case is in the UK but in Mexico we don't get a pension anymore young people I think I think maybe my generation is one of the first to not get it but you you the government was spending too much money on it, so we just don't get... We have to save the money. We don't get it anymore. Yeah. 
So and that's crazy. It's kind of yeah, that's crazy because the money that you save, the early like the sooner you start saving, the more that money will be worth to you in the future. Yeah, and the the money effectively that you put in earlier in your career will become worth the most in the end. So it's crazy how young people are, I suppose, missing out on it first in in Mexico. Yeah, exactly. So apparently it's because there were too many young people. So <laughs> so we, we are a generation that has inherited a lot of economical problems. I think you probably know more about it than I do in terms of that, but that's kind of what it feels like. And that's why people are looking both for a job that makes them really happy but also for a job that pays really well, which is quite a hard combo to find. Yeah, so on that point, I think there's evidence that shows that the way to make more money in in your career, especially at the earlier stage, is to move for more money, if that makes sense. And to move, rather than sort of waiting to move straight up within your company, is to almost move diagonally between companies. So, like, get an improved title and move jobs Mm. rather than waiting and and people are i suppose less patient and less willing to wait for their existing employers to to move them up um and i I haven't actually got the stats to back that up but i was reading about it on something fairly reputable (laughs) um (laughs) but then on that on that second point it is super interesting about how people are looking for or looking to to choose a new job because they feel like they're going to find a better fit for their themselves or for their career mm-hmm. and I think it comes back to, to there's kind of two sides to it one is when you're educated or when you go to university or whatever you choose to study whether it's university or somewhere else there is so much more choice in terms of what you can do a degree in if that yeah. makes sense like even doing a degree in something like you know media and communications isn't is quite a, it's quite it's quite yeah exactly it's quite a new concept to a lot of people to to do that especially in the UK um to to do a degree but then on and then so that's one side is that people are studying different things where there's not like such a historic case of doing it and going a certain direction mm, with your career I never thought about that yeah yeah but then the the kind of output is 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 the same so in terms of careers there's so many careers that didn't exist before no one knows Mm -hmm. what no one knows if you start let's say working in a certain role at um 20 or 25 you don't know what that leads to in your career like 20 years down the line because no one's ever done those jobs before so Whereas people kind of know the, the the sorts of career that people typically have if you start as a trainee lawyer or as a trainee accountant or as a trainee doctor because people have been doing those for decades. Whereas if you start out as like, I'm trying to think of a cool new job, like a trainee digital marketer. Yeah. <laughs> you, like, okay, you could go and do marketing and have a career in that. But no one 20 years ago has done that because it just didn't exist. So I feel like people are trying to look for something that's going to give them a good future, but also align to their interests in a way which people haven't had the chance to do before. And I think that's really exciting. Yeah, I think, yeah, that's so true. There's so many more choices in career that you kind of want to try a little bit of, of all of them. <laughs> like that, that happens to me. Like I kind of want to be like, oh, I want to do marketing. Oh, but PR is also cool. Oh, I love film. Oh, I want to write too. It's kind of very, yeah. there's so many... 
And there's so many var- variables to each. And so many young people, a lot of the young people I know, are working careers that didn't exist yeah. 10 years ago. And I think that the people that you see as most decided on what they want to do are lawyers and doctors and these sort of careers that have a long, long history. And not because they, that industry doesn't change, but because they know what they have to do next. Yeah, Whereas a lot they, of people know, that they work, know what they've signed up for. Exactly. And people that work in more techno- technology or creative areas or just things that like coding and things that didn't exist... Mm. they seem a little bit more lost even though even if they're not really but because no one knows what's next yeah and it kind of links i suppose to the other sort of side of what we were thinking about in terms of why people move jobs and how people work which was about how people are looking for alternatives to a regular job, whether that's Mm -hmm. being part of the so-called gig economy or freelancing. So the gig economy is basically any kind of temporary or non-full-time contracted work. So it could be being an Uber driver or it could be being like a freelance tutor or teacher. I know quite a few people who've gone on to do that after university. Mm. And I think that both, Um, unskilled or people who haven't been to university or who haven't had the chance to go to college and skilled workers and young people see some benefits from working in that way Um, and so it's kind of kind of interesting what you mentioned about people wanting to try lots of different things I know I've got a couple of ex-colleagues who do things like consulting mentoring coaching on the side um, as well as kind of having a regular full-time job. Um, and mm. I think that's definitely kind of interesting. And it maybe does lead to people wanting to switch careers and be a bit more flexible. Yeah. And on this, on that topic of freelancing and the gig economy and how that's becoming a thing because people want to work, they want to control their own job, basically. Uh, and I think I can't not mention a book by Emma Gannon called the multi-happen method because she's one of the sort of internet people that I follow who is she does basically she's built a career of doing so many different things that now her career is talking about the fact that you can do a lot of different things Um, (laughs) (laughs) and so basically the book is about how there's this thing that's happening with the millennial generation which is creating this new type of work and this new type of job, which is based on doing a lot of different things. Sorry if you can hear my dog for a bit, by the way. He's come to sit next to me, so sorry <laughs> about that. <laughs> but, but basically, it's about having a lot of different jobs and having, even if you have a job that you plan to stay at for a few years, having side hustles that make you try out very various things I guess and how that she has found that to be a big big tendency with the younger generations yeah and basically that it is derived from the idea that you can do whatever you love and also you need to get money to do that (laughs) yeah I think one of the thing the biggest things that I've noticed for me and also for people that I've worked with is a lot of the careers that I've witnessed in 
technology, which I suppose is kind of broadly the the sector that I am in, are jobs being done by relatively kind of young people or people who graduated within the last few years, but that there's no way to know that you would enjoy or not enjoy them from studying, if that makes sense. Yeah. So the the job titles and the, the jobs and the roles and the responsibilities are things which you kind of have to learn by doing or by working with other people and there's no sort of specific way that you can anticipate knowing what to do and as a result actually at the last company I worked at um, there were so many people who were in jobs which they didn't actually consider to be the job they wanted to do it was kind of just the job that they'd got and that they thought was interesting but then when they joined the the company they sort of thought oh actually might be more interested in a slightly different area because they sort of would look at other people doing another role uh, that they hadn't really known about or been exposed to previously so you have this kind of like weird effect where everyone was happy but not in the job that they wanted yeah and I guess we also don't have this sort of boxed in mentality of if you chose this career path when you were 18 because you went to uni and that's what you chose to do. Yeah. That's what you stick at. Like, Mm. we have more of a mentality of let's try it out and see if it works and it's fine if it doesn't and you can move. And it's less linear. I think we we more move around, I suppose. Yeah. To find what we genuinely really like to do. Because, I mean, you spend so much of your time in a job. Yeah, so I think weirdly... I was uh, I was talking to one of my friends who I met up with a little bit earlier today and he said he worked it out as like 35% of your time was spent at work. Of your life? Yeah, in like a, in a random year. Not not in your whole life, but in... Oh, okay. In, yeah. I mean, that is a, that's so much. So yeah. it, it has to be something you like. So I think I think it's a good tendency. Yeah. In my opinion. Cool. Also, if you want to hear us talk more about the gig economy and sort of the pros and cons of it, we can definitely do that. It's a, it's a long, long topic. So we can do that in a future episode. Yeah, we're thinking about that. So for the next topic, we thought as it's kind of the end of the summer, it felt like the end of the summer, September started. So when I was flying back from France, it was actually the last day of the holidays in France and in the UK, last day of the school holidays. And so it was really busy at the airport. And um, it made me think that basically it's it's kind of the end, not necessarily of the summer in terms of British summertime and and the official calendar summer but in terms of the season of holidays is kind of over september feels like a new time of the year every year so yeah exactly so we wanted to look for think of things to look forward to about the coming months and kind of with the passing of of uh june july and august about yeah some stuff that we're, we're maybe looking forward to so I think the most obvious thing to look forward to is it's autumn and autumn is a great time of the year and it's little pumpkin things and it's orange and it's a wonderful color palette and I don't know, I love autumn. I love the feel of autumn. I love the food of autumn. I, I don't know, I'm very happy about that. 
<laughs> coming. Yeah, so there's kind of, especially um, in a place like the UK, there's so much seasonality and everything. The yeah. light, The light changes, the leaves change on the trees... The weather changes, in my opinion, like I'm a fan of hot weather, so it just it changes for the worse for me. But there's something kind of familiar and comforting about like those routines and those changes coming around, I guess. I mean, you're definitely a big fan of that. I'm a massive fan of that because I probably because I don't live in the UK and I live in Mexico City and we don't get it as much. I like the idea of it and I liked it when I lived there. And I don't know, I think it's sort of a nice routine to change to sort of coming home having a hot chocolate not every day that's not healthy but having a hot (laughs) chocolate sometimes and watching autumn films and being very very cozy in your house and it also reminds me of the bake-off and of i don't know a lot of tv so i'm excited about that also is a countdown to christmas so that's so fun Always yeah, so, so it's taken us until September to get the first mention of Christmas. That's big for me. That's big for me. But inevitably, what is it? It's like a third, a third September, October. Yeah, it's like a third of the year to in, until Christmas now. So yeah, but that, it's, that's a, cool. it's already the countdown. In my yeah, head. okay, <laughs> in your head, yeah, cool. Uh, <laughs> I mean, we've not, not, it's still two months until Halloween, but... Uh, I mean, yeah, I'm counting down to Halloween and Day of the Dead and stuff, but... Yes. It also feels like it's closer to Christmas, so I love that. Anyway, apart from all of that, and apart from autumn as a season, I also think that there's something about September that reminds you of the start of school, and even if you don't go to school anymore you've kind of been left with that head structure that somehow September feels like a good time to rethink your year and start again, I think. Yeah, I think that's true. I mean, even for me, I notice that a lot of people, people are always kind of in and out of the office in the summer at work. A lot of people are away and then September starts, everyone's back in the office, everyone's focused. It's kind of like everyone gets their head down and says, right, well, what are we trying to achieve now? Like, mm-hmm. let's make a plan. Let's do it. And I think it's kind of useful as well from a personal perspective. I think you you were kind of saying really as as like, let's sort of set some targets, get into a, a nice routine, and just focus on whether that's sort of self improvement. I've got a lot of things that I'm working on at the moment, sort of outside yeah. of work that I really want to focus on, and and like big sort of personal targets as well as at work. I I know that I'm going to sit down and have this conversation about what are we doing from now and for the rest of the year. And I think that's kind of cool and, and exciting and a real chance to sort of work with a lot more focus rather than sort of being like, oh, yeah, it's the summer. Let's just go and have a summer party. I'm, I'm really tired. Let's routine. have a holiday. Yeah. And, and obviously those things are fun, but getting back to normal is is okay. And also I think... There's something, it's the last four months of the year. You want to finish it off right. It's very easy. It's easier <laughs> on... It's almost easier in September to think, what do I want to achieve by the end of the year than it is in January? Because in January, you have so long that you're a bit yeah. like, oh, I can get that started in six months. Where now, you've got four months to finish everything. So Yeah, it's like the last the last chance to to 
think about what what you've achieved for the year yeah exactly so also i think there's so, so again something back to schoolish about september i know a few people that even if they don't go to to school anymore or uni anymore they still sort of end of august start of september is the time to go out and buy new stationery and get new things i feel like i don't know it's a very we had that structure so drilled into our heads for so long <laughs> that I feel if that's, like what, if that's that. what makes you happy then yeah uh, then go for it in fact i did see a tweet from someone i think it was earlier this week who was kind of like the thing I used to, one of the things I used to most look forward to about going back to college was the chance to get new stationery and yeah, it's great. and that they kind of miss it now that they don't. Um, yeah. But yeah, if that makes you happy, then uh, definitely you can invest in some uh, <laughs> some new stationery, even if you don't, uh, you're not still studying. Yeah, I mean, I don't really need new stationery because I am still studying, but I can reuse my stationery from last term. <laughs> but basically, I still go to a stationery shop and get some new pens or something because it's very exciting. Yes. But yeah, so that's sort of what we have to look forward to is it's almost is your last chance for 2018. Yeah. So take it. I've, I've actually thought of an additional thing which maybe oh, yeah. applies to me more than it does to you, which is that when it gets to September the football season has properly started in, oh. in the UK. I know the season runs at different times in uh, in Mexico, I think. Um, I don't know. <laughs> have to check that, um, if that's a lie. Um, but in the UK, once you get to September, the football season's properly on. You've got loads of games to look forward to. And the weather is a lot more kind of geared up for playing football. Whereas when it's sun- <laughs> sunny and dry, it's not as good. Whereas when it's kind of a little bit wet, definitely you're in your optimum football season especially in craven cottage where it's just freezing all the time <laughs> yeah where i go and watch football is very windy yeah so there you that, go. i've never i've never seen a football match with fraser that's not windy and cold and sometimes wet <laughs> <laughs> even when you're undercover in the stand you it's still wet. get wet yeah, yeah. it's so it's, fun it's kind of yeah it's a pretty incredible like physical thing that goes on at, at that stadium and then you have to walk for like 40 minutes back to the station in the wet <laughs> yeah still love it though anyway yeah it's great so there's a lot of things that you can look forward to for the last four months like Fraser talked about football I talked about Bake Off yeah just know, pursue, so pursue your passions and make the most of them and no matter what have hot chocolate if it's cold yeah or if it's not it's fine right so that's it for this week i think yes so thank you so much for listening if you've made it this far then uh then well done to you um (laughs) commiserations and yeah and do do reach out to us um we would love to hear your suggestions especially around topics to to discuss in future episodes it's definitely the hardest part for us is coming up with with kind of uh, topics to discuss so we're always willing to take suggestions on board by the way sorry this episode is late uh is fraser was at the wedding so we kind of record it later sorry about that yes um if you do want to get in touch uh i am at fraser d bell on both instagram and twitter and i am at underscore natalia albin and we have a an email the distance iris podcast at gmail.com so yeah get in touch with us perfect 
Brilliant. Well, thank you so much for listening yeah. once again, and we will speak with you next week. Yeah. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening. This podcast is hosted by Mexi Clothing, a brand that brings you modern Mexican fashion into the UK and Europe. For more, you can visit www.mexi.clothing. Thank you for listening.